Hello Garrett, thank you for meeting with us this morning. Um, so firstly, just tell us a little bit about your upcoming release. The movie is Who is Derby Murphy? feature documentary about the great travel writer Derby Murphy from Lismore in County Waterford. It was a hard project to do because Derville is not that uh, forthcoming in terms of uh, being on screen and, or even been interviewed. So it took a long time to convince her to, to do this, but I think she saw the value in having sort of a, a record of such on screen of her, her life and her work as much as we could achieve in the sort of... 70 minutes of a film how do you condense someone's life down into yeah. that so um so that's what it is and it's it's a chance i suppose for people who are fans of hers or those that haven't quite engaged with her to get a sense of who she is and to discover i suppose the person behind the the words um and i think the film does reveal that it gives you a good insight into into the character that she is and the uh, the way that she approaches her writing, her subjects, and, and life in general. So uh, it features some great contributors in, in Moncon McGann, uh, Michael Palin, and uh, John Murray, her former publisher as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, were, you, were you familiar with Dervla beforehand, or how did you happen upon this story? I mean, what, I wasn't, I, I knew of her, but I wasn't as, uh, I, I hadn't read her work at that stage, but what happened was I was producing a radio program with Moncon um, called The Big Adventure, it was for, for Radio 1, and at the start of that whole process, um, Moncon was talking about the different types of things he'd like to do, and he said, look, if you could achieve one thing for us on this program, I'd love to meet Dervla Murphy, she is... Uh, an icon in my uh, eyes and I said okay and Martina was was helping on that show as well so I think Martina wrote a letter to Dervla and said look we'd like to come down to Lismore to interview you Moncon would like to interview you for this program so uh, she I can't remember if she rang or she wrote back but she said yes so we arranged a date and the three of us headed off in the car down to Lismore to to go to the old market to meet Dervla. And we, we were there all day. I was producer, recorder, and Moncon was interviewing. But by the time we left, I was captivated by this woman. I thought she was, to just spend some time in, in, in her company is amazing. And so in the car journey back, the discussion arose was, how come, you know, she's not more well-known, uh, say in today's media, you know, in terms of how, you know, people get recognition for doing very little. And why isn't there a visual uh, documentary that kind of profiles her? And that started it, and myself and Martina really got kind of um, dogged about it in the sense that let's try and, and, and get something made. And I think over the next couple of months, Martina started writing to her handwritten letters and uh, started a, a conversation. And, and Dervla, for a while, was kind of like, no, um, and we sort of kept asking and talking and, and eventually she said yes and then it was you got her on a good day then got her on a good day but then it was still I think if, if, if not sort of a year and a half to two years before she eventually appeared on camera from that point as well so it was a long process um, but that's how it began just by meeting her and then obviously I became completely uh, enthralled and wanted to know more and more as a sort of filmmaker. So I came at it from that from that angle. Um, 
and so I was very much taken by the person first in the work afterwards. And there's, it's, it's interesting because like recently we've seen you know um, Claire Dix's Memories of Miss Moriarty and Jerry Gregg's Close to Evil, like um, Tommy Reichenstahl's story, um, and it kind of makes you wonder like you know is Ireland just full of these characters from you know who have just managed to avoid the limelight um, but have these absolutely remarkable stories. Um, very much worth telling. I think that is the case and I think it's far more pure because to them the work is first and um, you know it has grown from an age that is different to to what we're in now where you don't have substance a lot of the time behind uh, what gets traction and we're very reactive now to certain things and so you know, I think it's it's shameful that we don't appreciate work like this, and it probably takes a bit of time for that to happen. Um, and yeah, I think there are so many interesting people and so many uh, vibrant, creative, culturally significant figures in Ireland. And you know, just to do a small part of something on someone, I mean her work ultimately is the what, what people should be drawn to, but just to have a small documentary profiling her is a nice addition to that, to at least, I suppose, in an attempt, hopefully bring it to a wider audience and have people go back to the source material and have a record and have people go and pick up Full Tilt and read it. You yeah, know? Or Wheels Within Wheels. Or Wheels Within next, Wheels, my yeah. Next, uh, my next one. Um, so, like, when you entered, when you took on this project, was there anything specific that you wanted to capture? I mean, obviously, she's been a, she, uh, had a very prolific career in writing, but quite a remarkable personal life as well. You know, choosing to have, uh, choosing to be a single mother in, in a in a time where it was completely taboo. You know, um, and she seems to have had a, quite a rocky relationship with her daughter as well, and. It, it, you captured quite well Rachel's pain and, uh, and kind of to an extent the loss of her mother as well. That, I mean as you go into a project obviously taken by the person and their work and it's when you get to know them and you get to know um, a little bit about them that other pieces of it start to, to fall into place and I think when that sort of occurs you have to you have to handle it very carefully on on screen, and I, I think her personal approach to things is very much framed who she is. And we wanted to just give a little bit of a snapshot of that, and because Rachel travelled with her so much when she was younger, uh, you know, she was always kind of we were always going to interview her. But what transpired was obviously that you know they've had this difficult relationship up and down, and so it felt like um, you know we needed to just have a slight reference to that in the film, and that you can actually see mother and daughter, um, you know, at times kind of trying to work things out and trying to figure things out. And honesty, I think, was something that. Um, we just wanted to, to, to bring out on screen and so and I think Dervla had the same kind of attitude to it like let people say what they want to say yeah. and I'll say what I want to say as well and you know we're charged then with the responsibility of handling that in a certain way to, to give you that snapshot um, and like if you take wheels within wheels and the difficulty um, 
the difficulties that Dervla is addressing in that book and, and the whole reason why she wanted to set off after all that. I mean, there's so much in there. It's yeah. such a big... And that was very challenging to try and even get a little section of that in the film and to give that across and her talking about her mother and the difficulties. And I think, you know, we... Again, you could only go so far that you thought, you know what, that's a little bit of it. Go and read the book now and you'll discover that little bit more. Um, there's pain there, there's suffering at times. Um, and then there's a very healthy attitude to this is life and this is how we'll respond to it. And and, and, and a healthy attitude to... to to death as well because yes. she says she says you know that she, she had such a uh, a response from the public afterwards you know that there's this this whole kind of um, expectation in traditional Ireland that you would look after your dying parents and you would do it dutifully and and, and that it wasn't spoken about and and that she came out and and was kind of the first one of the first women to publicly say you know I hated it I couldn't wait for her to die like peace unfolded mm. me mm. and you know, such strong words such strong words yeah. Um, and, and such, you know, amazing, you know, unapologetic honesty. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in dealing with her, it's like that as well, you know, because, you you know, you're there to try and talk to someone about these things, to have that un, very unnatural situation of, I've got a camera in the room and I'm going to ask you some questions. But even just as a filmmaker subject in terms of dealing with she was like that as well if she didn't like something she would say it if she wanted to move on she would say it and she was always in control in that regards um and I, like we really got to know her in that respects and when you've been through sort of that process with her and then you reread some of the stuff you can say from the get-go, she has been honest and yeah. true to her opinions um, and to her response to things, and she doesn't waver, and she says it as it is. And that, is, I think, is one of her great characteristics that um, you learn to respect and admire. Yeah, certainly and, did. I suppose on the technical side of things, yeah. then, was, was there much, you know difficulty in actually in the production process and getting it finished because you know taking the phone off the hook for months on end locking the gates all of that kind yeah. of thing like it, it must have been kind of a nightmare at times I don't think anybody believed we would ever get it made yeah. um, I really don't and I think as well at the beginning of the process you know we had funders not come on board for that reason because I think others in the past had attempted and never had gotten anywhere I know the BBC had tried Dervla told me a story about how she ran them the minute they arrived to do something because they started setting up and she just thought do you know what I don't want this and that was it and so I don't think people believed that it was going to be possible that she wouldn't do it because she can be difficult that way she just doesn't care she doesn't feel that she needs it and why would I do this and if you cross that line at some stage it could have been over in terms of, of making it but we set up to have a very kind of good relationship with her I think she liked it was a husband and wife team I think in a way she liked the fact that we didn't have major backing behind us it was two people who just decided they wanted to do this and were going to make it 
and uh, put themselves out there to make it. So I think that worked to our advantage to a certain degree in telling the story. Probably wouldn't have worked to our advantage in terms of the scale of the project, but in terms of actually just being in a room with her with a camera and getting a very, very intimate interview and an intimate access, that really worked. Um, as opposed to, I suppose, the big production. We might have had sort of an agenda or might have encroached too much on her world. That might have happened. Getting access to her, yeah, I mean, it was, it was difficult. I mean, we had to stay in touch with her publishers, um, you know, in terms of trying to get, um, in terms of trying to get access to her. Yeah. Um, ringing her and she not answering and, you know, uh, it was, I, I find it hard to think back to it now because I think in the process, which was curious, we interviewed everybody else first before we got to spend camera time with Dervla. We'd spent a lot of time with her. She got to know more about us than I did about her. She knew everything about us. Martina was pregnant at the time. And so there was a very sort of strong one. We went for a lot of uh, dinners with her, overnights, where she brought her friends to mingle with us. And she said, these are the guys that are making a film with me. Put us on a path to meet John Murray and uh, Rachel and various different other people. And then when all that was over, we went to Lismore to spend the weekend where we would film with Dervla and do all our work with Dervla. So it was a long process. So I think by then she knew us wholeheartedly. And I, I do feel if that along the way one person said, these aren't the pair to make this documentary, it possibly would have been over. So. so luckily you did. Luckily, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the film is set for release on the 23rd? 23rd of April. And where can people catch it? Oh. At um, Movies at Dundrum and SGC in Dungarvan, so Dublin and, and Waterford. And, um, and then after that we'll look at um, a VOD release as well. Uh, for it um, in the traditional sense I suppose and yeah it'll be um, you know possibly there for a week because it is obviously a, a, a small um, small release yeah. but okay. I think it's a good chance it's played at a lot of festivals so I don't know if we ever set out with the intent that it would be the big screen film mm-hmm. but the response from audiences at festivals was always a warm one and people really enjoyed the experience of the company of spending that time with her and so we thought it would be a nice way to start its journey this long form of it and uh, yeah that's why we wanted this cinema release